What I would love to encourage everyone to do is look inward before investing externally. Your best investment will always be into your soul and into the things that light you up and your love, right? So take a moment and and realize that you are an expert in something. You have the power, the ability, the skill, and the knowledge to pursue anything. This is The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi, mushroom queen, AHCC educator, and culinary nutrition expert. I am quite obsessed with providing the unique knowledge for those that want to prevent disease in their body, in their mind, and in their relationships. If that's you, then you are in the exact right place, my love. Let's go take the medicine. Hello, hello, my lovers. Thank you so much for choosing to spend part of your day with Chase and I under the red hat as we discuss something that is so necessary and integral in all of our lives, money. This can kind of be a boring topic, so we are doing our best to keep it fun and interesting. And in the first you know, five minutes, we're talking about sex magic and boners, but you know what? That's us, and y'all know what you're getting into when you listen to Chase and I. So, sorry, not sorry. Um, But I feel like money is one of those things in which we all have to deal with, we all have to understand to some degree. It's woven into every facet of our life, yet we really don't get enough education when we are young to know how to properly navigate this big world of money. So today, Chase is actually leading this episode teaching us all, me included, which was kind of fun to see him flex his knowledge to you all. Um, Chase is a CPA and currently a director of finance and uh, guaranteed the advice that you hear from him today will be very atypical from what you have heard in the past. He gives us a beautiful mix of practical plus the woo-woo, holistic view, abundance mindset, all of that kind of advice. Um, he looks at you as a body, heart, mind, and soul, not just a bank account. <laughs> um, we also wanted to give you guys a bit of balance between the woo-woo and the traditional. So we hit up one of our friends, Ian Rice. Um, he is a certified financial planner and advisor. So he's going to address some of the typical questions around money that you guys actually sent into us and other questions that we had. He's a wealth of knowledge and more importantly, just a stand up guy and he's super trustworthy, straightforward. He's not BSing us or you, which is super nice. You can find his contact info in the show notes below if you need more direct one-on-one advice. When you're done listening, hit that little arrow button and send to your BFF, or you can take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at GetMimiFit. When you share this to your story, I always enter you into my Friday giveaway where you can win a free Organifi product just for sharing to your homies. All right, sit back with your mushroom coffee and enjoy listening and learning from my love, the chasing one. Cheers, boo. T-G-I-F. Good morning, my love. Good morning. What is going on? Well, you know what's going on. I do. We're making magic, people. This is us making sex magic uh, right before your ears. (laughs) 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 This is probably TMI, but you know what? I I think 
listeners are used to us um, really kind of oversharing, um, especially when it comes to sex. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know what we're talking about, sex magic, um, it's a concept that we talked about with Lex Martinez. Um, I can't remember the episode off the top of my head. 69. <laughs> it was oh, wait, not no, 69. we don't have 69 episodes. Um, but basically, it was a concept that she kind of introduced and um, talked to us about, uh, you know, before you do anything creative in your life or in your job or whatever, she, she talked about sex magic. And that is, she has sex with her partner and it creates, it basically like gets the creative literally juices flowing (laughs) wow we are we are starting off super steamy yeah and and if you have like you know 15 16 17 creative tasks that day you have to have sex (laughs) well you know what every time in a money episode people might be like oh this episode is gonna be boring well we're proving you wrong right off the bat we are proving you wrong Anyways, the concept is you have sex and it unleashes creative flow in your body. And um, especially for us when we're creating together, it's it's a nice little tool in the yeah. tool belt. Yeah. Well, and, and God, I mean, sex and money, right? That's what yeah. everybody <laughs> ta- talks about in, in this life. And both of them can be so polarizing. Both of them can be so, um, you know, root of all evil right right they're like can be so beautiful and give life and save lives and bring people together but it can also literally ruin lives rip families apart and you know be like this thing that is I don't know. I sometimes think that the whole world revolves around, you know, if you're looking at the 3D matrix world, it seems like it revolves around sex and money. Yeah. And if you've listened to the medicine at all, you are super familiar with uh, the the idea of um, things in life that promote dopamine and pleasure. And, uh, you know, sex and money are two of those things. Dopamine and pleasure are beautiful Mm -hmm. in moderation right um and there are also things even behind sex and money that have an element of fulfilling Mm -hmm. um that have an element of satiation uh have an element of this satisfies me and and fills me up and gives me completion Mm -hmm. and that's the fine line between you know something like money and we'll talk about it you know even more today but it really is challenging and mm-hmm. how do you set yourself up for success walking into this not only um complex but potentially dangerous yeah. slope that is all things money in this world yeah it was interesting how as we were kind of talking about the concepts that we wanted to touch on today and the points and the advice whatever um it was interesting how many parallels there are in the money world to the health and wellness world. You know, I know we're talking about sex, but in the health and wellness world too, it's crazy how many times we were like, Oh my gosh, that's so true with, you know, fitness or working out. And I know we're obviously going to touch on some of them today, but um, yeah, it's just like woven into our lives, all of it. And it's so strange how, you know, I think about this all the time. Like, I never once in my adult life have used the Pythagorean theorem, um, but I had zero, also zero idea how to do my own taxes or to balance a checkbook yep. or to budget. like, Or to even know how to cre- a credit card works. Right. How, seriously, like how a credit card works or interest or whatever, like 
why are we not set up for success from the beginning? It's, this goes with health and wellness too. Like why are kids not taught proper nutrition in school when it, it is something that will follow you for the rest of your life? You do this three times a day, every day for the rest of your life versus the Pythagorean theorem, making sure that I can memorize a whole bunch of crap and like spit it out on a yeah. test for a good grade. It's just weird when you think about it that way, that there is not a lot of like real world, real life setting you up for success. And I feel like I'm 30 years old and learning things that I should have learned yeah. at 15. Right. And then you walk into adulthood and you're in the same way uh, that fitness, nutrition, exercise, health and wellness is uh, brought to your attention as an adult is like through marketing mm -hmm. and through fads and through words you've never heard of, but are somewhat confusing and potentially intimidating. Money is the exact same yeah. way and I'm not saying I have it all figured out by any means I still click on these things and I still get this like external um oh my god I I, I need to be, be doing this I need to be looking into this I, this is what you're supposed to do right mm -hmm. um I still to this day having been in the in the kind of finance profession for now you know eight or nine years as an adult and uh it's not easy to navigate so don't beat yourself up out there yeah. in the same way that we would say don't beat yourself up if you haven't figured out your, yeah. you know, fitness and nutrition protocols, because it is confusing waters, my people. Yeah. And, you know, I think understanding from a, like an, like zoom out and understand that the world as it is today is not set up for you to be financially savvy and smart and um, wise with your money. It's just not, it's, it is set up for you to spend and just like health and wellness, it's not set up for you to <clears throat> feel your absolute best every day. It's set up for you to indulge in, you know, foods that are not life giving that are, you know, nutrient void and, but they just keep, they keep you addicted. Right. And that's unfortunately, I don't want to sound like cynical because that's not how I really operate, but it really is kind of the the reality that our world is not set up that way. So having some measure of wisdom and understanding and and also understanding your own tendencies in both of those things, I think is really important when you're trying to be better in any sort of way. You first have to understand yourself and maybe what you tend to be drawn to or, you know, go over the top on. And I know we're going to get into um, a ton today, but first, as always, I want to know what's in your cup. What is in my cup? I have uh, and so something I want to give a ton of love to because if you recall uh, an episode under the red hat episode a few weeks ago I'd mentioned you know my cortisol was high my stress was high I'd not been sleeping well um, really been sensing in myself um, a hormone fluctuation that was not optimal and so I'd mentioned hey I'm going to be up leveling some of my um, supplements, specifically AHCC, Holler. and down-regulating some of my uh, cortisol activities and mm -hmm. supplements. And so that has meant I've decreased my caffeine consumption uh, pretty drastically. I've cut down my cardio quite a bit, and oh, thank Christ, <laughs> I've gotten some sleep. 
Um, but massive, massive love to AHCC. I've been taking probably three to four grams a day for two or three weeks. Um, obviously, AHCC immune intel specifically, y'all. I never say y'all. I, yeah. I just said it for the first time. I do still. I yeah. Well. Uh, that was the first time I've ever said it. I, I liked it. Y'all. Uh, <laughs> check it out. Get some of this shiz into your life. I'm blown away by the impact. And let me be specific. I'm sleeping better. I'm pooping better. My digestion's better. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's it's such an adaptogen. It's an, an immunomodulator. So it's literally managing this complex infrastructure organization business that is my body and uh the, the byproduct has been raging boners oh my god we are what kidding. like unbelievable uh, my, just... and and in reality my my testosterone i can literally feel it in my body is 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 optimal i'm i'm lifting heavier um i'm you get like when, you, when testosterone starts to or growth hormone of any kind um starts to up level a little bit you get like sweatier and yeah. so I've been a little sweatier and uh, it, it's, it's honestly like I've been blown away just two or three weeks of this and, um, no shame ladies and gentlemen, no shame. So that's in my cup. Um, but, and it's just with hot water and this is, again, I'm giving major love to the company that I get to work for Organifi because I can basically take anything earthy, take like, like mushrooms or AHCC, um, and throw Organifi chocolate gold in it. And it tastes like a mocha yeah. and it tastes like a hot chocolate. Right. Um, so huge love. Cause that's in my cup today too, is Organifi gold, AHCC and uh, just some hot water and it tastes delicious. So mm-hmm. major love to immune Intel, AHCC major love to Organifi chocolate gold. And uh, if you guys get on it right now, we're going to start promoting it obviously during the holidays a little bit more for that quote unquote healthy hot chocolate. It's, it's just healthy. Um, and use code MIMIFIT at OrganifiShop.com to get your 15% discount. Always, yeah. Some people ask, like, is this just a one-time? Like, you get 15% off every single time, every single order. Huge. Just, I can't, it's so, so generous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I want to touch on the chocolate gold for a second because it is one of those things that is so versatile. You can put it into coffee, but then you can also sprinkle it on toast, put it in smoothies, um, put it in yogurt. I I have so many uses for all the golds. Um, but coffee is definitely every single day. I don't put like flavor in my coffee. You guys like every single day, it's one of the three regular gold, pumpkin spice gold or chocolate gold. Um, and uh, that has the fruiting body of reishi, mushroom, and turkey tail, which are adding so many good things, so many benefits, immune modulation, relaxation, adaptogenic properties. Um, it helps with anti-stress, anti-cancer, anti-candida, anti-fungal, anti-basically everything you don't want in your body. <laughs> right. Oh, and this is a good question that I actually got this morning in a DM she was asking, hey, you should do a whole episode on fungal overgrowth for the body and how mushrooms can help. Mm. And I d- definitely will take note of that. And um, But very quickly, want to say that a lot of doctors will tell you, like, oh, just stay away from all fung- fungi or fungi products or mushrooms in general, um, when really that's not correct. If you have some sort of candida or yeast or um, some sort of fungal overgrowth on your body, reishi and shiitake 
are two of the of the mushrooms that you actually want to use because they control, they help, they are antifungal, the, the bad fungal. Um, I say bad kind of quote because it's not necessarily bad. You have them in your body all the time. It's just when they get out of control. So reishi and shiitake, aka HCC, because it comes from shiitake, can help keep those things in check. So um, I'm definitely taking note of that because it is something that... Um, kind of plagues a lot of people and they're under the misconception that they should stay away from all mushrooms yeah, which is not correct you you've heard me say this before and again this is anecdotal i don't have any like lab results to show but i um you know four or five years ago got a it's a really really common from like public gyms um, but i got the this fungus on my back and it shows up for people all the time but it's little white spots it takes the pigmentation out of your skin it's these little like sort of circular dots uh, that are about the size of you know the tip of your your pinky and man i was putting you know seltzer blue athlete's foot cream all this sort of like antibacterial because that's what that's what the doctor will tell you and it would go away for a little bit then it come back um, it sucks because you know if you're tan like me um, it looks you look like you have you know that disease that michael jackson had where you're like yeah like you're losing all of the color in your skin and it gets bad with stress and uh crazy i i started uh, at organifi which we have you know mushrooms in most of our products and uh gold came out um when i when i was uh there starting there and obviously reishi is in uh gold and this stuff just went away like i i started noticing it as the summer months got on i was like oh my god my my dots are gone. <laughs> my yeah. dots are gone. Um, again, it's anecdotal. I don't have like lab results to, to suggest yeah. that, but I'm, I am convinced it's my mushroom consumption. Yeah. To be continued, but I thought it was interesting and it just came at me this morning. Yeah. So what is in your cup, my love? My unicorn cup has some reishi king coffee, as always. This is the spore of the reishi mushroom. And, uh, if you've heard me talk about it and you've tried to go out and get your own spore coffee or look at company X cause they have spores in their ingredient list. You want to be really careful with the spores because they actually need to be cracked open for them to be um, bioavailable for the human body. If they're just dumping spores into a, some mushroom product, it's, it, it's doesn't matter. It's not doing anything for your body. This company, Organo, I love because they have a patented process on how they crack open these very delicate, very tiny, 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 like almost microscopic, you guys, um, uh, spores. And they house, these spores house all the intelligence of the mushroom. And some, some argue, arguably, up to 80 times more potent than other parts of the mushroom. So that's how I get my reishi every single day is with the, the King coffee. And if you want to learn more about it, uh, make sure you're following me on Instagram. I have tons of information on there. And there's also a link in my link tree if you want to grab some. So I always have my King coffee. I have some just regular gold in there. I went the, with the OG, which also has the um, reishi and turkey tail benefits in there. And then I also put some chaga from Real Mushrooms, our friends, mm. the Chilton family at Real Mushrooms. And then I also, from them, I also put some maitake. They were kind and sent sent us some samples of some of their other um, 
other mushrooms that they don't have retail. So if you look, if you look for my talkie, they don't have it, but they just, they sent us some samples. Sorry, y'all. Um, so I'm switching it up this morning and, uh, yeah, it's so good. And that new frother, mm, you put the gold, you guys, we've yeah. been doing this and I should really become like a, an affiliate for the, for these, for this frother because that's right. I've, it's good karma. I've recommended it. Yeah, right. I've recommended it to probably 50 people now. And it's the company. I, I don't know how to say it because it's, I think it's like foreign, but it's Hayden Eon. It's H-A-D-I-N-E-E-O-N. And it sounds weird. It looks weird. I promise it's not a typo. You can find it on Amazon if you're still using Amazon, if you're not morally against them, but, um, it's a five in one. So it does, it has five different settings, including y'all open your ear holes, marshmallow, cold foam. Yeah. So what Chase and I do is we put the gold, one of the gold flavors in with the milk and I, you put it on the cold setting or hot, whatever you're having today, this morning it's hot, but in the afternoon I have an iced coffee and I do the cold foam setting it is actual dessert. It's yeah. so good. So go check it out. It was like $45, like super, super reasonable. So that is what is in my cup. It's a smorgasbord of mushroom and deliciousness and Organifi. Mm, I love that. So as we get into this money, money, money episode, I wanted to uh, you know, give everybody a little um, rundown of how it's going to work. So we... Uh, or I should speak for myself, um, I am a professional uh, in the kind of finance and money world. I'm a CPA, a certified public accountant. I spent the first five or six years of my career doing corporate accounting work publicly, so for other companies, uh, finance work, some consulting work here in Southern California and, and up in Seattle. I worked for a big firm. Uh, it was it was actually <laughs> like a really fantastic experience. He's rolling his eyes. I have but, a ton of great memories, yeah. um, but it was you know definitely something I needed to graduate out of. Um, all that being said, I do have a decent amount under my belt from a you know financial career experience standpoint. Mostly when it comes to large and small business uh, work and consulting. However, I do know you know a few like tricks and trade. Uh, tricks of the trade when it comes to personal financial advising as well. Um, and I have really kind of a woo woo, uh, non traditional tip type, uh, information set that I would you know love to share obviously. But that being said, I am not a like certified financial planner for individuals, but I have an incredible network. Right. And so before we get to my kind of what I'm like, like to call woo woo, uh, financial advising advice for, for individuals. I have brought in a dear, dear friend of mine and someone I trust like 100% with, with personal financial advising. He's a certified financial planner. His name's Ian Rice. And, uh, we did about, you know, 20 or 30 minutes with him, um, going over more traditional financial advising topics being, you know, your traditional, what you can expect, in retirement, um, savings, you know, what you would generally like if you Google top 10 finance or investing or personal planning, um, advice, what it would kind of show up. And he, he walked us through that for everybody. Um, we obviously polled, uh, you all for questions and just as a caveat and just as a kind of a giant FYI, 
both as a certified public accountant, uh, like I am, as well as a certified financial planner, which is which is Ian, there are some regulatory constraints for giving specific financial advice if you are not like under contract. Mm-hmm. So I'm so I have so much gratitude for all the questions that came in. Um, however, like to specifically address address certain scenarios from yeah. a kind of a personal standpoint on a public platform is actually like not allowed based on the certifications that we have you will often see similar to like health influencers um, you see financial kind of like influencers online all the time lots of authors they have either a certification that allows them to give that sort of broad advice or they don't have one at all and they're able to just sort of like speak to anything i mean Mm -hmm. dave ramsey is a very famous one yeah and i know there's been a lot a lot of successful advising done through his platforms and books um but his actual certification or lack thereof uh, from a kind of financial personal advising standpoint gives him the freedom to give out real specific advice like, hey, you can do this. Hey, you should do this. Um, So Ian and I are a little bit uh, handcuffed from that standpoint. However, everything we're going to be talking about is super tangible. Mm -hmm. And um, what you're going to what you're going to hear is. Listen, everybody. the best thing that you can do for for really anything in your life, but but especially with money, is to find a trusted resource. You know, we talk about so often in this world, you are who you know your closest five people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're kind of the average of the closest. You're the composite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I completely just jacked up that. Uh, you are the composite of the five people you spend the most time around. Exactly, and um, I would highly suggest before we get into the nitty gritty X's and O's of, Hey, should I put my money in investments, bonds, stocks, et cetera? Like find yourself someone that you can trust in your inner circle who is financially literate. I trust you. (laughs) Thanks babe. (laughs) Um, so without further ado, we will jump into a really fantastic discussion with Ian Rice. And, uh, you will hear from us on the backside of that with a little more woo woo financial tips. One of the questions that I get basically every single day is, Hey Mimi, is this a good mushroom product? It's usually accompanied by a picture of company X mushroom product. And this person wants my help in deciding if they should keep using it or buy it for the first time. There are new mushroom companies popping up all the time as medicinal mushrooms become more and more popular. And nine times out of 10, I have to be the bearer of bad news and let the person who's asking me know that the pure mushroom product they thought they were getting actually has a lot of grains, oats, or rice in it, which act as fillers and bulk up the product. I know, not awesome. But then I get to be the bearer of good news and let this person know that there are companies that are creating incredible mushroom extracts. My favorite is real mushrooms. Real mushroom products are exactly that, real mushrooms. They are organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, and third-party tested multiple times for their scientifically verified active compounds. No grain, no starch, no fillers, just real mushrooms. My favorite right now are the lion's mane and chaga extract powders, but they also have capsules for you if you're on the go. 
To get some real mushrooms in your beautiful body, go to realmushrooms.com slash Mimi to receive your hefty discount, or just check the show notes below for the link. Bringing you only the best. Cheers, boo. What is up, everybody? I am so grateful to be introducing you all on the medicine to Ian Rice, founder and partner at Rice Financial. Ian is a good friend of mine. I've known him for a long time, and uh, he is a financial wizard. Um, we go back uh, a while, but one of the things I love about Ian and why I really wanted him on the Medicine Money episode um, is because he has handled and uh, interacted with people of all shapes and sizes in the finance space. That is everything from like 18 year olds who have their first dollar or their first paycheck all the way to, you know, people who are in their forties, fifties, sixties, um, either having money troubles or having so much money, they don't know what to do with it. Um, so super stoked to have you on Ian. Welcome to the medicine. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me. For sure. You know, um, we've talked about this before, but one of the analogies uh, that you use uh, to sort of introduce the finance world and the money world is this analogy of uh, the body, the human body and health and wellness. Um, if you could jump into that a little bit, uh, I'd love your take on this. Yeah, no problem. The, uh, it, it's kind of interesting. Like we're all you know, born and have uh, the same amount of bones in our bodies and you know, we have the anatomy, but how we care for it and what we do. Uh, influences that outcome more than anything. I tell people a lot of times, you know, our mindset and our beliefs and our actions affect our outcome more than our economic circumstances. And so there's people that we've talked to that make, you know, a million dollars a year and they live paycheck to paycheck. And there's people that make $40,000 a year and they retire multimillionaires. And so, you know, as we care for our finances, similar to caring for our body, you know, there's different things that we might be in tune to or better at. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's certain health things we need to do and then certain things that we can focus on that, you know, we may be able to have a better impact over. Yeah, I love that. I think it's super important too, um, in the same way that a diet or an exercise protocol may not fit the needs of uh, one person to another. Like there are ways with which not only you strategically use your money, spend your money, save your money, um, but like, what are you interested in? And like, what are your goals, right? Um, and, and customizing your money profile to those goals. Um, for you, you know, you see, like I said, a, a whole host of different folks, but specifically, you know, let's say, you know, 25 to 40, what are you typically seeing as a lot of the, the traditional um, questions that are coming to you, but also the pain points after uh, like actually analyzing those scenarios? Yeah. Um... That's pretty broad. Um, what I'm actually impressed with is uh, millennials have a pretty bad rap, uh, being lazy and not engaged and, you know, whatever else that uh, entitled. Uh, of the millennials that we meet with, um, most of them take their world more serious than a lot of the 40-year-olds. Um, and so uh, there's a lot of bad rap because of, you know, whatever reason, uh, whether it's you know, prejudice or just, you know, misplaced uh, judgment, but uh, the kind of early on, they're they're seeing their older siblings or their parents struggling financially, and they're saying, "I don't want to repeat the process." And there's more information available today to them through the internet, through the different things. 
to start getting exposed to, all right, well, they screwed it up. And if what they're telling me is what I should be doing, maybe I should think about doing the opposite as opposed to a trust intergenerationally that really happened with the baby boomers uh, and then their kids is everybody kind of just, dad said to do this, so I'm going to do it. Uh, you know, where we sit economically today is almost backwards from the 70s and 80s when our parents were getting started and getting advice from their parents. Taxes are at the opposite end of the spectrum. Interest rates are low. Debt needs to be looked at differently. Like everything is kind of different. And so that kind of first and front question of kind of like, what do I need to be doing? I think there's more to the story um, is really where people are coming in because they might get, you know, one person saying pay off your debt, one person saying invest in your 401k, another person say invest in a, you know, real estate property. And like, how do you decide in the middle? You know, they're really looking for that guidance to say, I can see how all of them work, but like what's good for me as opposed to just what everybody else is doing. Yeah. That sounds good. How do you, uh, how do you customize a response based on the questions? Um, are there specific, whether it's, you know, real estate or like, let's just say the, the world of investing and someone comes to you with, um, where should I invest my money broadly? What approach are you taking to actually get to, cause, cause that question is so broad and they may not necessarily know what they're even asking, but how can you Jedi mind trick them into actually unearthing what the real request is? Yeah, so I guess it's not really a Jedi mind trick because we all want the best thing, right? We want to do the best we can with what we have, be a good steward of it, and then be remembered for living a life well. Like, that's pretty much it. Love the people around us, make an impact, and do the best we can. The sequence of events is the complicating thing. And so, like, if you go in and you sign up for 401k at your first job, but you haven't bought a car yet, and you haven't, you know, bought a house or you're paying rent, or you're living in your parents' basement, and you want to acquire additional value, you might wait, even give up a match on a 401k in exchange for a priority that I cannot live with mom and dad anymore. Get me out of here. Um, and so that person might prioritize something different where I may come in and say, hey, financial planning, retirement planning, and whatever, you know, you need to save, start early, save for 10 years, and then you'll be ahead of somebody that waits 10 years, kind of all these, you know, historic stories. Um, but you got to also take into account all the other things and other priorities in life because a lot of life happens between age 20 and 65 when you're supposed to retire. And like, what am I going to do to enjoy my money? The only reason to have it is to enjoy it, but I want it to work for me. So I don't always have to work for it. And so it's this balance between current consumption and save for the future, but not put it all into something that I can't wiggle back into today for like you were mentioning earlier, like if there's a Etsy shop or something like that, like the ability to, to jump into a better uh, investment that might change your life um, and allow you to start working for yourself part-time and then work away from having an employer and now you're a boss. Like that may be important to you or it may be important. We have a client that just loves to, you know, go out and spend time with their family and they make the least they can to make all of the things check and then they get to live their life the rest of the time and they're not stressed about it. And they, so now they have, because they know they've done the, what they need to on the savings investing front, they get to blow the rest of their money with freedom of mind mm. and fully enjoy it. And there's no angst in their world anymore. So it's all about priorities. You may decide that you want a second vacation home and that might be a part of your kid's college savings plan as opposed to finishing your retirement fund. 
Um, but when your kids are done with school, you can sell the investment property and then live off of that asset, just like you could off of an investment account. So like stay away from the naming of something for a goal. Uh, if it has a name in it, it's probably more limited to one type of tool than, than something else. So just, can you, can you elaborate? What do you mean by stay away from the naming? What, what do you mean by that? Um, so not to stay away from, but to be cautious of because of the restrictions associated with it. So like a college savings account is a 529 plan. They're great plans. They're good. You can put it in, get some tax benefits. But if you don't use it for college or education purposes, you pay a tax and penalty to use it for something else. So you can't necessarily go and take it out of that and buy an investment property for your kid to live in while they're in school, which would help with the cost of college by reducing the overhead if their friends rented it from you. So you're you know, potentially planning for college to pay more than you necessarily need to by using the named college savings account, mm. as opposed to setting aside money earmarked for the ability to be used for college. Gotcha. Okay. So me, I'm like a kindergartner when it comes to finance and all things. And I, I'm speaking on behalf of probably most of our listeners. You guys are the, the wizards. Um, so what you're saying is the naming of it, meaning going into a specific 529 or 1099 or 637 or whatever the, the, the account names are, you're, yeah. you could just advise people or the clients that you work with or whatever to just simply set it aside yourself and not necessarily like just leave it off limits to yourself is what, is what you're referring to. Yeah, I see. So yes. So I see a lot of people with, you know, they're 28 and they're, they've got 30 grand in their 401k because dad said max your 401k, get the match and get going. And they're 28 and they're still renting. They can't get the money out of their 401k for a down payment on a house. And they have 10 grand of credit cards because they had medical bills and a dental yeah. bill that wasn't covered on their health plan and they can't touch their 401k money and they're paying 16% interest on a credit card and earning 6% on their 401k, they're throwing away money because they locked their money too soon into something that didn't help them today. And so it's about sequence of events and trying to do things in the right order. We want to save for retirement, but we need an emergency fund. And then we want investments that are liquid so that if I do have an opportunity to open a brew pub with you or open a Etsy shop and start doing something, I have some money that I can put in that I don't have to go to a bank and say, give me all of the money. And now I have to pay interest to start my business. And if it doesn't work, then I have to pay that money back to the bank and that hurts my family or I file a bankruptcy and it hurts something else. And so like making sure like from a priority standpoint, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Sure. Um, as opposed to how is your life plan five year, 10 year plan playing out? think about what's changed in the last 10 years of your life. What's yeah. going to change in the next 10 years. And so like, why are we assigning money to a goal 40 years from now? Yeah. As opposed to making sure we're taking care of the next five, 10 years. So that's my, that's, that's kind of my take on it is too much time is spent on the end result as opposed to the interim, what we have to live in the in-between. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I think we see it in health and wellness all the time, right? Somebody is, is generally, looking to get healthy or they're looking to get fit. So they jump onto Google and type in top, top 10 ways to lose weight or top 10 health tips. And maybe number two or three is, Hey, get yourself a rubber band and work on your joint mobility. Well, this person's 40 pounds overweight maybe, 
And that joint mobility is going to be fantastic when you're 50 years old, 60 years old, and you start to get some pain in your rotator cuff. But if you actually have the goal or the priority of playing, you know, pickup basketball with your friends, um, or even just like functionally getting through life, the priority sort of needs to be on diet, nutrition, and really shedding the excess weight, right? Um, I, I think it's so challenging because the, the mechanism that all of us have built in this world is to immediately externally look for the solution before even searching within yourself and identifying, hey, what am I actually, actually desiring here? What is, what is actually important to me and what is that priority? And so putting those priorities in place is, is critically important, um, which kind of leads into my next question. And that is post getting the, the idea of what your soul is really telling you from a money standpoint, how do you filter through the noise? We are in a, in a world of over information, right? Like maybe for the first time ever, where everybody has access to information to the point that it's almost too much, right? Yeah. How can we filter through uh, some of the noise in this over-marketed, over-populated finance space? Um, we call it financial pornography when it's not inappropriate <laughs> to say. Uh, but and, and the, the point is very true is that um, anybody that understands anyone that understands search engine optimization, whoever paid the highest amount gets their information to the top of the stack. Where is the truth? Are they updating their blog the most often or are they giving you the right information? And is it a catchy phrase from a big data standpoint, controlling people's actions and clicks? Um, the amount of information and technology, Amazon's in trouble right now for manipulating search results to push higher profitability and stuff to the top of their, uh, cues when you search for something mm. so you may i won't get into it but ultimately the, the information <laughs> the information on finances the biggest companies with the biggest at risk or the biggest to gain are paying the most to get to the top of that and so where you know vanguard or oppenheimer funds they're not in existence anymore uh but you know the ability for those companies to write an article and then pay to have it to the top of the list mm. um you know, catchy stuff, five keys to this, seven keys to that, three this, um, three best ways. Uh, what are the top 10 online investment platforms? Everybody usually have paid to get onto that list in some capacity uh, and whoever paid more or, you know, so in that, trying to get through all of that noise um, is really difficult. Uh, you should have some level of education to try and figure that out. Uh, but just know if you're reading an article, there's typically an excuse for that person to want you to give you their money other way around they want your money so yeah. if there's an article there that you're reading it's almost always that they want your money and then if you're on a on a if you're watching the news um a lot of times there's a reason why that ceo or you know executive of whatever investment firm had the right to be invited uh to be interviewed so they're trying to fill a ton of space and they also have to pay a lot of marketing dollars uh, and the value of facetime and name recognition is, is a really scary proposition um getting a good list of books to read um i have a good list of books um if you want i can send you the list um and you Great. can push it out to your group but um uh, there's a handful of good books that just kind of lay bare <laughs> the industry as a whole that then will equip you to start seeing through the lines what's so, one that you can that off the top of your head you really love 
Uh, you said one, Chase, you said the sole purpose, right? If you can get your sole purpose figured out, uh, that's the exact language of a guy that wrote a book called Killing Sacred Cows. Uh, mm, I've heard of that. Person. Um, and he literally just kind of annihilates everybody. He goes a little too hard on some of the spots. Um, and he ultimately works in finance and he wants people to come work with his firm, which is great. Um, no problem. At least he's starting with a truth-based platform. Um, and kind of breaking and disrupting the norm. So that one's good. There's, you know, we did a, a 14 days of COVID um, at the beginning of COVID and we kind of launched out our 14 books that we recommended. We've turned that into a thing. I'll send it to you and you can push it out. But mindset, beliefs, and understandings, that, that would be a good one to start with. Um, but I mean, you still have to be careful because, um, you know, the respected entertainers of the world, and I can't name drop <laughs> for all sorts of reasons, but you know, they may be a motivational speaker and write a book on money and then tell you sure. that they need to work with this preferred vendor because he's the best they've ever heard of. They are usually getting kickbacks from that vendor or that supposed best person. So it's a, it, you know, it's just kind of a mess. So uh, empower yourself, read. But when it comes to implementing advice, if you're talking to an investment company, they want you to invest their money with you, not buy a rental property. If you're talking to an insurance agent, he wants you to buy insurance, not invest in a mutual fund or an ETF or a stock. He wants you to use his insurance. And so there's an innate bias built in. Almost all financial advisors are either an investment financial advisor or an insurance financial advisor. There's different levels of education and designation type of stuff that you can get from an industry standpoint, but it still doesn't mean I don't have a, a, an innate bias. So. If your answer that you ask questions always results to somebody's specific product that they represent, you're probably talking to somebody that you should talk to somebody else. Um, but if the answer is, hey, I'm trying to figure out what are some good ways to plan for college, and they say, well, 529 plans are the traditional way. They're okay, we can sell you one, and we get paid on it. It's okay, but what happens is every dollar in the 529 plan reduces your eligibility for federal financial aid. So it feels good up front, but then you reduce your eligibility for other people's money. So you're committing, I'm going to be paying for college with a 529. Maybe we use an investment property. Maybe we use mutual funds, not in a 529 plan. And maybe you go and you talk to this mortgage broker and figure out how to buy a property. If you're hearing that robust answer, then you're probably getting good advice. If it's a, don't do that, that's bad, use my product. Don't do that, this is best. This is always best, this is the better. Then you're just talking to somebody that's trying to sell you something and not really educating, typically. And that's, be, I mean, too rough. we keep going back and forth with finances and health and there's so many parallels, but really when you talk to a doctor and you are having some sort of issue with your body and they say, oh, this is the only way, mm, I, I, I get like hesitant there. If they're saying like, you know, you have some options here and they almost like empower you to make the decision that's right for you or what you're feeling rather than just saying, this is the way, this is the only way, go with it. Yeah, and I fully agree, right? You go into the doctor and my back hurts, right? I've had four cortisone shots and they said the only way to fix it now is back surgery. And that was at 19, 20 years old. And no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do some PT. I'm going to try and self-figure it out. Stretching, all sorts of things may, mitigated it until I hired a personal trainer. My trainer's awesome, by the way. Until I hired my personal trainer um, at the CrossFit gym, uh, I didn't actually maintain a, a healthy back habit 
my back is great now. Like I can push a thousand pound sled across the room and, you know, I walk away from it. And so opportunity, I would have been on the floor crying at 19. Now, you know, 15 years later, I'm, I'm better than I ever was before without the back surgery. So I agree fully. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, similar myself, like I, I was a college athlete, like Ian, everybody, uh, wrestled collegiately at a division one level. Um, and even, even in adulthood, you're, you're seeking the advice and the counsel of, uh, another, you know, I, I sought out personal training after, you know, looking, uh, fantastic on, on paper. Um, but really trying to get that personal touch and, and describe my goals, um, so that I could be steered in a way that there, where there was no bullshit or there was no click bait and, uh, financially is the same way. Uh, we'll drop in the show notes, um, Ian's, Ian's website, and he's got a fantastic, um, newsletter. I subscribe to it and it's usually about once a week that's dropping some really great bite-sized educational content that um, you don't need to be an expert, right? But what is super empowering is to at least understand the verbiage so that you can walk into the door and start articulating those things that you are uh, feeling. Um, And we'll get the book list on there too. You know, one of the things that I am constantly wondering is that there's, this is a, technology and our world is evolving at like incredibly fast rates and there's a new xyz financial instrument application avenue uh almost weekly right uh the the names that come to mind you know bitcoin what the hell is bitcoin cryptocurrency what the hell is this um app applications it's so easy to invest everybody you just download this app pennies you can start playing in the market um how how do you filter through the, uh, you know, speaking of clickbait, how do you filter through the, the players, the, the groups that are true evolution from a financial standpoint and those that are a flash in the pan, uh, maybe it's a fad, but it doesn't have true depth. Um, so Bitcoin comes and goes, right? And is that a thing in the future? Is it not, um, what you need to separate in your mind from investing is, you don't want to go into your financial planning hoping to hit the lottery and buy Bitcoin and have it be your solution to never work again. It's the American dream, right? Win the lottery, get the sports contract, free ride to college. Now I'm a professional athlete and I never have to worry about life again. You know, expensive whiskey and cigars on the beach anywhere in the world. Like that's the American like teaser dream that people chase often with those investment platforms. And we play to that fear and greed. Um, And what's interesting is we're like one of the biggest things that we're afraid of as humans is to be taken advantage of or to be made to feel stupid. Mm. And so we don't ask enough questions and we just want to buy, right? And we want to avoid tension. Like if you go into a salesman at a car dealership, like a lot of times you're like, I'll buy the car, just leave me alone, (laughs) right? That's what I want. I'm going to buy it. Just leave me alone. Um, but when you don't know what you want and you don't ask enough questions and you say, Bitcoin, I saw that in the news, I should buy some, you're probably not making a good choice. Um, or if it's that get rich quick type of scheme, um, there's not a lot of Jeff Bezos in the world that have taken a company from their garage to be the richest person, get divorced and still be the second richest person in the world. Like that doesn't happen very often but we want you to believe that so that we can get your money and we can get your fees on it. So 
You want to know how it fits into your overall world. If they're talking rate of return too fast and how much money they're going to make you, you probably should consider looking somewhere else and figure out how it all works together. So from easy starter stuff like the you know robo advisor platforms, um, you can get some you know pretty decent starter accounts at Robinhoods and Acorns and some of those things that just kind of trick yourself into saving. You get experience of watching it go up and down. We have a robo advisor platform. Uh, similar type of thing uh, that's just an easy, low cost, low barrier, um, manages the risk for you. Uh, and you kind of just get to say, you know, here's where I would enter. So like that type of simplicity, you probably don't want to go in and start buying your own stocks and bonds um, and ETFs and trying to figure that out. If you do that, mitigate that risk by saying, I have an E-Trade account, let's say, and I'm going to put $500 in here and I'm going to see if I can outperform over a two-year time period the robo-advisor platform. Oh yeah, that's great advice. So uh, then you're playing here and you learn and then you watch the robo-advisor platform and you get to actually look and see what their trades are, what their performance is, what they're doing, and you can start learning off of them to say, well, the market tanked and they didn't do anything. They're smarter than me in theory, right? Why would I make a move that they're not making? And then you can kind of simulate yourself off of them. So like in today's day and age, right? The you know COVID new world, new age, uh, you know, everything's kind of on its head. We're going into all sorts of new political and social unrest and um, a lot of stuff. Like there's going to be a lot of angst in our world. And if we create more with our money by pretending that we're going to get rich quick by buying the right investment, you know, you may as well go to the penny slots in Vegas and hope yeah. for the best. Agreed. Yeah. And again, so, so many similarities with fitness and nutrition, right? Uh, you would think, you would hope that we've evolved out of diet pills um, yeah. and realized that um, longevity and uh, consistency are really in balance and moderation really is the answer, right? And, and that mm-hmm. goes into money as well. You know, speaking in this this apocalyptic world that we live in, um, post-apocalyptic, fingers crossed that we get there, yeah. um, that we make it through. What do you see? You know, we have these the financial infrastructure, and it, and it you hear you hear these sort of pillars of retirement, um, savings, even things like student loans, um, real estate, stocks, bonds. This infrastructure is potentially on shaky ground. Uh, what do you see? And again, uh, for the listeners out there, there is some you know regulatory compliance handcuffs that we have on from really drilling into specific questions that you also graciously provided. Um, but, you know, generally what can we anticipate um, this, this financial infrastructure looking like after something like a COVID pandemic? Um, so we have a very short, there's a, there's a recency bias that all of us have, um, which is whatever we're experiencing now is worse than anything ever in the history of the world. <laughs> Yeah. We've yeah. never seen anything like this. You know, ask Japan if they've ever seen anything worse than this. Yeah. The world recovered, the world moved yeah. on, human resiliency. Um, there's a really amazing book called Abundance, which talks about where we're at. It's old, it's probably 10 years old now, but it just talks about like the naysayers of the world, the media wants us all to be negative and live in fear. Um, but that robs us of life and leads us to make poor decisions across the board health-wise, drinking, like all of the things that, you know, may not potentially, you know, be good for us. So 
Um, from an infrastructure standpoint, anybody that's ever bet against the, the businesses of the world has lost, right? So the Great Depressions, the Cold Wars, the, you know, everything, the, the meltdown of 2008, tech bubble collapse at, you know, the late 90s, like everybody freaks out. This is the end of an era. It's never going to be the same. It's all going to be terrible. And American and world and human ingenuity and, you know, communication continue to, you know, make advances and overcome those things. If you think about medicine alone and the advancement in medicine, the fact that doctors in India can talk to doctors in Canada and Europe and South America all at the same time and say, what are your researchers doing? What are ours doing? Same thing in the business world. Like every, almost every year after an election is a positive year. Do the Democrats or Republicans want you to believe that? No, we want you to freak out anytime we don't win. And then we hate each other and then we throw fits and we cry and we have personal days because of the mental stress of having lost the election. Um, you know, reality is that as soon as that's over, we move forward and very little changes. And so if we want things to change, focus on the things you want to change and try and have an impact in those things. If you want your money to be better, do that. If you want social justice to be better, spend your time and energy on that. But don't just sit here in fear of an unknown. The world's never going to be the same because you're probably going to live in misery because you're just going to live that reality because we just repeat the thoughts and experiences for the most part of yesterday. Yep. Um, and so create your own reality by creating the new thoughts and the new habits. Yeah, it's, it's the most unsexy thing ever and it's so hard to sell, right? But diversity, moderation, and balance is the answer. Mm-hmm. And understand seasonality of life, right? There's certain seasons of life that suck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, right? Yeah. Am I going to sit and whine about it forever? Or am I going to pick myself up and go back at it? Yeah. Same yeah. with money. You might lose some money, but is it, are you going to die because of it? Probably not. Like, you're probably not going to die if you buy a wrong stock and lose some money. You can probably work a little bit longer or take an extra shift or start a job or do tutoring or, you know, sell some mushrooms. I don't know. Right. That's right. In fact, I mean, as we know, the, the breakthroughs and the learning through those, you know, losses are actually where transformation exists. You know, if you believe in anything about polarity, you know that on the other side of a quote unquote mistake is an absolute uh, profound understanding of something that um, you didn't know before. So I really love that idea. Yeah, it's opportunity. Yeah. And resilience, right? If we, the thing to focus on in my mind is just resilience. Because if I, if I know that I'm going to be strong and learn and grow, the book Anti-Fragile is really good. If you've ever read the book Anti-Fragile, uh, it's kind of the idea that, you know, a glass, if we break it, it's fragile, it's broken, and it's destroyed. But to be anti-fragile is we grow stronger through adversity. And so, like, why would I want to be comfortable and not have tension in my life? Because that means I'm not growing. If I want to grow, I need to create tension. If I want to get better, I hire a coach that kicks my rear in the gym every day. If I want to be better at money, I want to learn from people that are better at money than me. Yep. Health, whatever it might be. Yep. You tear tear those muscle fibers and let them heal back stronger, bulkier. Love it. Ian, thank you so much, my friend. I'll let you get back to your life. Thank you. Um, Guys, guys, the the lesson, as always, is uh, find connection. I feel like this world is continually um, getting outsourced to either technology or somewhere that is cheaper, right? And the more that grows, uh, the more importance there is on human interaction, on, on emotional intelligence. And that means 
if it's money and you got questions, if it's money and you're excited, find yourself a human being, get face to face with them and uh, level to um, whatever your aspirations are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And part of that is taking ownership and, and really, um, I think responsibility, just like in health that you would for your health and taking ownership. I make choices every day. I am, you're not looking to another being or another doctor to fix you or to heal you. You heal yourself. And in this case, it's, it's the exact same taking ownership of what do I actually want for my life and understanding what you want first before you go and ask for advice from any other human just piggybacking on what you're saying is totally. is uh definitely i think a great place for everyone to start and i want to i want to add one ending thought to that just because you want it today doesn't mean you need to want it tomorrow mm. give yourself permission to change your wants your needs and your desires uh, because what we really need is very small what i want is very big and as i grow change and learn and become a different human being every day what I want then changes. Yep. Love that. Love Mic that. drop. Love Mic it. Drop. Thank you so much, Ian. Thanks, yeah, you're Ian. Welcome. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you guys soon. Sounds good. All right. We are back and you guys are in for a treat. I feel so blessed <laughs> in my life and in my business to have Chase with me in it all with me and teaching me as we go because y'all, I am right there with you. I am not a by nature, just like a financially savvy, you know, I'm not in that world and my mind doesn't work that way. I'm not, I I can figure it out if I need to, but it, one, doesn't really interest me. And two, like, I just, I feel like I don't know a ton. And so it's, it's a, I'm constantly learning. So if this is a a pain point for you, know that I'm with you. Um, But I am blessed by my love, Chase, to be able to um, shed his knowledge and light on my life and um, our business. So I am going to let him kind of steer this and take over and just uh, give you guys all the knowledge. Babe, take it away. Yeah, I mean, the intention for me is to give you something that you wouldn't find if you Googled investing, retirement, budgeting, spending, et cetera. I'm trying to give you something that you may not find. And so it's going to be a little bit more like esoteric. It's going to be a little uh, outside of the norm. And that's fine because we've already introduced you to, to Ian. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, there is great you know options online uh, for, for getting something a little more traditional. Um, so with all that being said, um, I'm going to run through a couple just general bullet point type uh, advice that I would give really anybody mm-hmm. um, and then take you through some of my thoughts around some of these traditional money structures being um, investing, retirement, budgeting, you know, savings for college, things like that. So I'll try to hit you. I'll, I'll try to hit you with the kindergarten questions that maybe some of our listeners are thinking about um, if, if I can. Perfect. Um, so right off the bat, and we mentioned it at the, uh, earlier in the episode, but you know, you are the average of the five people with whom you spend your time with. And as you just met, uh, Ian, it is so critically important to be able to trust the people, um, who you are getting financial advice from yeah. in the same way with health and fitness, you may not want to just Google the 
best advice to lose weight or whatever your goal might be. It is in your best interest to get to know somebody um, who you can trust. I would suggest starting this type of thing sooner rather than later, like even before you have real questions. Um, Because the way that we all know, like friend groups and sort of like your little internal board of directors works is if you bring in a diverse set of people, you have unique skill sets. Mm -hmm. It may not be money. It may not be finance, but maybe it's art. Maybe it is health and wellness. Maybe it is like technology. Your circle of trust will be able to leverage each other's unique skill sets unsolicited. Like nobody is going to be trying to sell shit to each other. Yeah. Rather, it's just this sort of like community of yeah. sharing knowledge. You and just trust. care about each other exactly. and you want to help. You want to see the best for your your people. So before any of that, I would say get one of those homies in your back pocket because when you get to the point that you need advice, you need advising, you're going to want someone to help you scrub, help you filter out the crazy confusing database of information and people that are out there you're going to want people to help you find the ians of the world and go hey is this guy legit or is he selling me a bunch of bullshit yeah i feel like you are that people or that that person for a lot of people in your life like how many times are you getting hit up called texted like hey man what would you do here or what do you think about this or what do you think about this investment or this venture or like you are that person for a lot of people including me Thank you. And, and for, for my specialty specifically, it really is in uh, kind of business, small business especially. And so feel free to hit me up uh, for anything small business related. Uh, I, I'd be happy to have a conversation or help you uh, in filtering through some of the noise or pointing you in the right direction for sure. I'm gonna, this is more like personal uh, mm-hmm. financial planning, advising type Uh, topics here but but if it comes from a smaller business standpoint or sole proprietor standpoint um yeah i have have a little bit of experience there he's being modest a couple other like just tidbits before i jump into some some more like woo-woo approaches would be we live in a world in 2020 that is different than our parents and so there are certain things that are going to be in your best interest for you to just be we talk about all the time um being able to observe your emotions and your behaviors and that gets really hard when this world is completely filled with automation, yeah. right? And so in order to just be able to observe your own spending, there are a couple of things like do not save your credit card information online with uh, websites or with your mm. browser. If you're really trying to get a hold of your money and start really understanding where it's going, man, it is even sometimes that extra, I got to type these yeah. numbers into the website gives you like 14 more seconds mm-hmm. to think about whether or not you really need that purchase. So you're saying not from a security, not like, oh, someone's going to steal your identity if you if you keep that saved from a basically keeping yourself in check sure. standpoint. Data security is a whole nother topic, right? Yeah. But, but just from a, man, do I really need yeah. like... 12 promo kitchen ketchups yeah that buy now button is so easy when your credit card information is here's the thing someone told me this uh, a long time ago i think it was my older sister actually she said if we all dealt in cash if we were paying 
oh, just another $200 for this pair of shoes that I'm going to wear once a year. If you are actually handing someone else money, like physical money. It's one of my, okay, that's one of my things you're stealing. You're stealing my thunder. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's great. Um, if you were actually handling physical money, uh, it would be a lot harder to just dish it out to everyone. Um, sorry, I stole your thunder, but I have like very, very few like knowledge pieces in this area. And so I felt like I needed to share that. No, it, it's perfect. Um, that's actually one of one of my adv- uh, adv- advice tidbits that I would give somebody is as you're trying to bring out awareness into your life, it's so easy just to rip that credit card or yeah. debit card across, you know, your life and not feel bad about it. Try on for maybe it's just a day, maybe it's a week, maybe it's a month even. Um, try something like groceries or try something like clothing paying in cash Mm -hmm. because it it adds that sort of like physicality and that visual to how much you're actually allowing to leave and that is energy yeah money is energy right um and when when you give that energy out without a return um and you you're you aren't able to see like the quantity the quantity of that energy Mm -hmm. that is uh quite frightening Mm mm-hmm um, so that is actually one of my bits of advice is pick something and just try it on that you usually spend with a credit card. Um, go out, go to the bank and get some cash and try to use that cash towards that thing. And you will be actually amazed at one, just how much more awareness you're going to have towards the volume of spend, but also two, um, just how easy it is to yeah. get away with that piece of plastic. It is when it's when it's a, a a digit on a connected to a card that's in some way far away bank, or you have to log on to see the damage. It's so much different when you're literally holding it in your hand. I think yeah. that's great advice. Um, another one, kind of going back to the world that we live in, that is not our parents' world. On your phone or on your device, turn off the push notifications from shopping or a marketplace applications Mm -hmm. i and i'm not a wizard by by any means um because poshmark for instance i love lululemon Mm -hmm. and it's very expensive and uh i oftentimes buy you know new or slightly used lululemon clothes or or even like air jordan shoes on poshmark because of how you know they're 20 30 percent off that being said, they're still really fucking expensive. Yeah. So even 20 or 30% off is, is large. So Poshmark is, don't get me wrong, a great resource, but I will make a purchase and then they are aware of the fact that I like Jordans or that I like Lululemon clothes and they'll send me push notifications that will say, Hey, another one of these just came in in your size. Yeah. Don't you want to double down? Yeah. And in reality, I have, you know, one or two of them already in my closet. But man, I'm driven by that kind of dopamine rush, that little notification too. Yeah. So I would highly suggest turning off those notifications for marketplace type applications where you could be spending your money. Great advice. Um, And then the other one kind of from a a tech uh, space would be whether you click the box or not post uh, or or during your checkout process, you're going to be your email. I know this. uh, Your email is going to be archived buy that company and every black Friday, maybe every week you're going to be getting nailed with beautiful emails, um, that are going to want you to buy that are going to say going out of stock last Mm -hmm. chance. 
um, new in stock. Get them mm-hmm. before they go. Yeah. Uh, I love the brand Chubbies. It's a fantastic like shorts company. Great name. And I've been noticing of late how good they are at email marketing. Mm. And, uh, you know, they're, they're getting so creative now that that notif- that email comes into your inbox and it almost looks personalized for you. My wow. name's in the damn like. Jeez, these are picked just for just you. for you, just for your thighs. Like they're even they Fit even know the circumference of my my butt cheeks. It looks so good on your booty. <laughs> um, but I would highly suggest because just by either not like just not clicking the box at checkout isn't going to do it. Yeah, you got to go into that first email and you got to you got to actually unsubscribe. It'll take you two or three screens and windows. Like, are you sure? Yeah. And then before you're even finalizing it, it'll say, can you please give feedback? So you're not done. It'll be like, are you sure? You have to say yes. And then it'll be like, can you please give feedback as to why? If you don't fill that out, you can't get to the final step that says unsubscribe. So go through the... So tricky. Go through the labor-intensive process of unsubscribing. And um, yeah, that's going to save you a couple doll hairs. Um, And then, like we mentioned, I... I mentioned, uh, you know, using cash a little bit more, but another one that's, that's helpful for like family budgeting. Um, if you have a significant other or a partner and you have dual incomes, give a try because it's such an important muscle to build. Give a try for a month, just living off one person's income. Mm, I love that. That's and, such a good idea. Um, there, you know, there are a lot of questions that we actually got for how to, um, handle shared finances and shared resources and really this is really really simplistic and there's a lot of things that you can go into here but the one that i have seen successful the one that uh, we sort of implement now um, and what we didn't do when we were married Mm -hmm. is we keep separate banking accounts and credit cards when we make a decision for something that is going to be shared we either like sit down and go through how that's going to work very just very casually um or you would suggest like a shared account that you make almost like investments in and so for me i think an important muscle to build as a couple as a relationship is to take certain elements of your life not necessarily everything like every cost but say Hey, give a try this month at what utilities looks like on your accounts. Hey, give a try at this month on groceries what it looks like for your accounts. Because you become, again, observational to those types of spending behaviors and those spending patterns, and it's shared. It's like a shared um, responsibility, not unlike, hey, I'm gonna, I'm not going to do the dishes maybe like all the time because I don't like it, or hey, Megan, you're not going to be... Um, taking the trash out or, or doing the kind of chores that a, that I would traditionally do all the time. But it is so critically important to have empathy and have the ability to sit in that other person's shoes and understand the magnitude with which that obligation mm. um, like pulls out of you. And mm-hmm. from a financial standpoint, it's exactly the same. Yeah. Share those costs and take turns. Um, it doesn't have to be all the time, but at least let them let your partner uh, in on the ability to sit in empathy for what is coming out of your accounts. And that can be kind of strategically done by separating credit card or Mm -hmm. uh, banking accounts. If there are things like your mortgage that is a 
100% shared piece, create a separate account for those shared activities and allow funds to be withdrawn from mm-hmm. that at a kind of 50-50 rate. But yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, so those are kind of my tidbits. It seems like too, if I can just if I can just add from a from a kindergarten uh, perspective, if you are you 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 know both people have some some level of income, and <clears throat> you're used to paying things just whatever needs to happen during the month, necessities or otherwise out of both accounts wherever, or maybe it's completely shared. Um, it seems like it would be smart just from like a a saving standpoint to be like, okay, so this month, you know, just to give an example, this month we're going to work off of your, um, your salary alone chase. I think not only is that a good muscle to flex, but also to like, see, could we do it if something changes in our lives? Like if tomorrow I lose my job or I somehow can't make money and we have to, it, it gives you a little bit of like, okay, we could do this if we yep, needed to. Exactly. And, um, I think, I think that's a really good point. Not only does it start help you build muscle, but it also gives you the framework of like, Hey, we could, we could do this off of one income because we've done it before. It's almost like we've practiced. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Next I'm going to move into just my thoughts around certain traditional structures and where I'm going to shed some, uh, light on sort of your non Googled answers. Love it. Um, all right. Investing. So traditionally, you know, investing could look anything like, you know, stocks and bonds and real estate. I'm not really going to talk about those. Um, I'm going to leave that up to kind of the certified financial planners mm-hmm. of the world and really go get yourself one of those great Ian Rice's out there to go through more traditional structures. Instead, what I would love to encourage everyone to do is look inward um, mm. before investing externally. Your best investment will always be into your soul and into the things that light you up mm-hmm. and your love, right? So take a moment and and realize that you are an expert in something. Yeah, You have the power, the ability, the skill, and the knowledge to pursue anything. And multiple things, in fact. So I hope that there are so many of you who are out there kind of doing your passion from a work or livelihood standpoint. Mm -hmm. And that you're making uh, money by doing that, right? Money is energy. And if you're putting your money, time, and effort into something, that energy should be returned to you at a clip and at a rate that is higher. Mm -hmm. I hope that's your job. But if it's not... And you are, you know, working hard to play hard or I, I, I'm, I'm putting my time in for uh, so that I can do the things that I love from a money standpoint. Know that you probably also are uh, sitting on something that can be leveraged from an expertise standpoint without having it be your job. Mm. This is investment, people. Yeah. Um, and this is how investment should be done. So I challenge you. What are you an expert in that you're not currently traditionally making money in via Mm. a w-2 or a job so for me um i i have hobbies right as does many people and i'm somewhat of a uh expert or knowledgeable enough in these other areas that even though i can't do them full time Mm -hmm. i may be able to have a good idea as to whether or not they could be successful so i challenge you people 
as you think about your hobbies, those things that interest you, those things that you love or light you up, identify how you can put your money into those things at a rate that will return greater than what you invested in. Mm -hmm. You know, some specific examples that come to me would be, this is a world of entrepreneurs and sole proprietors. Yeah. Whether that is Instagram, social media, Etsy stores, digital marketplaces. It could even be, you know, when this world opens back up, it could even be your local boutique, um, you know, hair salon, fitness studio down the street. I encourage you, if one of these things hits your hobby or your area of expertise, go invest your time into getting to know the individuals who are doing the work. Mm -hmm. And you might, you just might be able to open up an opportunity to say, hey, I love what you're doing. I love your business model. I love your product, your service, et cetera. And I happen to be um, someone who has a hobby, an interest, or even an expertise in this. I would love to help you with the resources of my dollar, of my money, grow this thing for a return and mm-hmm. be a part and be a part of that energetic return from a money standpoint. How can we do this? Yeah. In certain cases, this is already set up and established. Kickstarter programs, crowdfunding programs, look them up online because there is somebody, if your passion is skincare, there is somebody out there who is crowdsourcing yeah. for their skincare product. Mm-hmm. Get to know them, take a look at their business model, and you, being a skincare expert, are probably going to have a pretty good idea as to whether or not that hustle is going to succeed. Mm-hmm. If it is, you may want to put your money into it. So don't be crippled by the confusion that is you know, stocks and bonds and, and these guys who wear suits and yeah. walking into a bank and having to talk to somebody traditionally. I feel like most people, I definitely don't like when I was, when we were first like met with the opportunity to like, okay, where do we want to invest? Like mutual funds, stocks, bonds, like it, I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but <laughs> I didn't even really knew, know how they worked, where our money was going. Well, I honestly just like left it up to to you and the financial planner. Yep. And I was like, I don't really know what's going on here, but I'm going to trust the people that do know what's going on. And yeah. that, you know, it was fine, but would I have loved to invest in a local, nur- like a plant nursery that was like growing and expanding and providing me a lot of value on, you know, where like, yeah, that would be so much more exciting. I, yeah. I love that advice. It's so atypical though. Like I think there is some level of like unknown or fear that people will have to get past um, in order to actually go through with something like that, even though it's going to be so much more enjoyable for them. People are looking around and being like, well, no one else, all my friends or, or, you know, my coworkers or my dad told me to invest in a mutual fund, even though I don't even know what the hell it is. Right. So I think there is, if there's a block there, just explore that and just like think about, you know, like I know this is atypical, but if I'm investing my money to, if it's energy, right? Like, I love that advice. It's, it's so unique, just investing into something that you actually love. Yeah. And, and the other piece on investing, uh, if it's not external, because that still is, you know, somewhat of an external monetary investment. This is a world where there are so many opportunities to invest in you. Yeah. Take an observe observation at your life and where 
could there be opportunities for, without having to go outside of the specific lanes that you're in, where could there be opportunities for you to genuinely make money? It is a world of, um, you know, communities. And if you're, if you identify a need in your community that is consistent with something that you are interested in, there may be an opportunity to provide that to your community. I don't want to say sale. I don't want to say sell or salesy or, or, you know, sell Mary Kay or Avon or whatever those things are now. What I really mean is like, maybe it's a, maybe it's a small group. Maybe it's a, mm-hmm. um, a, maybe your community of soccer moms wants a, you know, some sort of like book club. Ooh, you know what? I just thought of a really good one. Mm. We have our little buddy Dozer staying with us this weekend. And I was just like, reminded how much I love little creatures, but we're not in a place where we can have a pet and that's totally fine with me. But say I was a single person and I loved, you know, didn't want to get a creature of my own, but wanted to um, connect with them and I loved them. And I wanted to spend my Saturdays walking dogs. Yeah, I could literally go around door to door and be like, Hey, I'm starting a dog walking service. Do you have any interest in this? It's not taking anything out of your life. It's actually adding to your life and you're able to like be more filled. Would you say that's yeah. a good example? It's a great example. And, and those structures exist digitally. You can sign up for these services to, to basically like raise your hand digitally and say, I am yeah. a dog walker. Um, add, add to that by getting into your local community message boards, you know, Facebook mm-hmm. groups and say, Hey, it's Mimi. And, um, I'm super into dogs. I'm super trustworthy. And, uh, I just love having buddies around on, on weekends. Happy to walk your guys' dogs. Hit me up. Yeah. Those types of things. Right. And then that is the future of this world is, is shared um, spaces like that uh, to to provide services. Um, all right, the next one I'll keep this pretty quick is college. Mm. Dun, dun, oh dun. my gosh! Our Seriously. parents' generation got beat over the head with <sighs> make sure you make enough money so your kids can go to college. Save for college. Save for save college. college. Save for college. College, college. college fund. Which is basically like another like I feel like you would have to have a, a triple income like it seems so overwhelming yep um college is so awesome it provided me so much knowledge and education and set me up for just the beautiful life that i love now but i would argue that it is a little bit saturated you and i could go start a college tomorrow it's almost gotten like churches in a way Mm. and the value of a degree the value even at this point of a graduate degree is diminishing day by day you know the institutions that are fantastic are never going to be devalued they're always going to be important and special Um, but i would argue in this ever-changing world college and university is going to take a material pivot from what it looks like today so Mm. with that if i was to talk to parents about saving for your kids college education dollars i would be less concerned about the actual tuition and rather refocus your sort of mindset again this is more like mindset woo woo money advice but setting up a savings or plan that can be leveraged for more than just tuition Mm. and maybe that is for we we have a friend who uh, she she sort of said, hey, I'm not going to pay for your tuition, but I will always provide monetary resources if you are sort of hustling in life towards 
ensuring that there's food on the table and ensuring that there's a roof over your head. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure how that can strategically look, but I do know parents out there, it is so critically important for your child to learn the valuable lessons of having to earn for those things, earn those things you want in life. And it can be, I'm not saying every time, but it can be a disservice to your child to um, have it all taken care of. Yeah. So I highly encourage uh, people out there who maybe haven't saved for tuition um, to take a look at what you're bucketing towards your kid's future and get less um, concerned about where that money goes. And I realize there's like governmental programs and everything specifically for like tuition payments. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't want to like downgrade those at all because they can be extremely helpful and beneficial. But keep in mind that it is such an important lesson for your adolescent to learn what they want, mm-hmm. what they need to do to get what they want, and instead show them love through your dollars um, instead of pushing them into something like go get this tuition, go get this job, etc. Say, hey, I, I, out of love, have pooled this monetary resource for you to ensure that you always have food and you always have shelter. Uh, in your younger years, but at the end of the day, you are going to have to figure out, you're going to have to build that muscle, stretch that muscle to um, identify those things that you want to create as your livelihood. Yeah. I think that's, oh my gosh, so good. I wish, because one, it's, it's showing love and it's, it's pushing your kid, but it's also, it's also getting them involved and having them take ownership of, Hey, what do I love? What do I want to figure out? Not that, not that the kid has to have it figured out at age 18, but are they actually actively involved in, Hey, you know, looking at what do I, what am I even interested in? Where would I even want to go from here? Mm -hmm. I, I love that, that you're, you're not just handing them an envelope with a whole bunch of money. It's like, let's, let's work on this together. Let's get involved and let's, let's see what you love and and how you could add value to this world. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Next one is retirement. So retirement is something I would, again, the specifics and the instruments and the mechanisms with which you save for retirement or put money away towards retirement. You should definitely get with a customized, certified financial planner because there's mm-hmm. a lot that goes into it and, yeah. and it would be a disservice to even speak to those on this podcast. Um, but what I would like to do is actually turn your, your sort of like viewpoint on retirement around a little bit. What if I said, um, Hey, instead of, I don't want to work someday, thus I'm pooling my money towards that. I don't want to work someday mentality. Um, What if you said, in fact, I may not ever want to stop this thing that I so passionately love? Yeah. Think about that like just for a second. And obvious uh, for me, what shifts is that sort of like fear of, um, oh, my God, what if I don't have enough money someday when I stop working? Oh, my gosh. That's so good. That blows off the ceiling of constraints for me. And so right now the immediacy would be, Am I doing something that I love, that has legs, that is going to give me um, the energy to continue on through the duration of my life? Yeah. And I'm so challenged at 30 years old to continue to find things. It doesn't have to be a change today. 
But instead of like, I'm going to put a dollar away today for later so that I can stop all this madness and just sit around with my money and instead say, I'm going to put energy away a day towards pivoting towards those things that will never stop and that will always give me, Mm -hmm. give me life. Yeah. And, um, I know that's really esoteric and that's really abstract, but just reframe it saving for retirement 401k i have a beautiful 401k and i've been saving for retirement since 14 years old but if you reframe and you set your course a little bit differently you're going to start doing things in your daily life that that pool of money towards like doomsday yeah is actually less and less um Mm -hmm. scary and significant because you're building up a lifestyle that is sustainable mm-hmm. and you don't need yeah. to take a break from. Yeah. And it, it's really just adding so much value to your whole life, not just your life that stops at 65. Right. And I, I know this, there are studies and I've seen statistics on um, even the health of people, like the physical health of people who retire and stop everything. Of course, there's this kind of like honeymoon effect in the first month or two or whatever. And it's like, oh my gosh, I can do whatever I want. I can, you know, golf every day or travel or whatever, go across the U.S. in my RV. But there is a point where people are innately, um, like we desire to have purpose and value and to add value to the world. Mm -hmm. And I think if you establish those things ahead of time before you stop your nine to five, like that's fine. You can do that, but have something else that provides value to the world that maybe it makes money. Maybe it doesn't, maybe it's a little bit, but at least you're able to establish like, I love this. It makes me happy. Um, it brings me value and it brings the world value. That is going to 100% add to your physical health until, you know, you're until you physically can't do it anymore. Like, absolutely. For sure. All right. And the last one um, I want to talk about is budgeting. Mm. One of the first things you're going to get from an advice standpoint with most financial advisors is figure out a personal budget. Mm -hmm. And usually that means nickel and diming, like literally everything in your life. Taking this sort of woo woo approach and this, this abstract esoteric viewpoint on money. I really want to stop and pause and say like, is that traditional method of budgeting really promoting a growth mindset, an abundance mindset Mm -hmm. or does it potentially steer you into those vibrations and that energy of scarcity? Mm. I personally in the health and wellness space and in my fitness and nutrition protocol, don't like counting every calorie. I don't like counting every macro. I don't like ticking off every rep and every pound of weight I put on my back when I'm at the gym because it creates constraints. Yeah. That being said, there is value in tracking there is value in identifying progress and there is a value in strategically laying out a plan for success. Otherwise you may fall off the wagon. You may lose motivation. So I truly believe that there is this like sort of magical balance when it comes to budgeting and the way that I've thought about that and the way that I tell people and and the way that I try to live our life is put a budget, put a constraint, on a few things. One, 
those things that don't light you up, but you sort of have to have them in this 3D world, yeah. right? Like, I don't love power and utilities. Yeah. They don't They don't give me, like, an absolute overwhelming feeling of joy. Yeah. However, I have to turn the damn lights on. Yeah. So I'm going to be a little more mindful of my electricity use and say, I'm going to try to keep this electricity bill under 100 bucks a month. Yeah. Okay? And I'm going to be mindful of when I'm flipping on and off lights. Um, similarly, internet. Fortunately, you know, we don't run like a tech company out of the condo. And uh, we don't need like massive bandwidth. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to shop around for the best internet rates and try to keep it under $50 a month. Like, yeah, those are things that I sort of have to have to function, but they don't give me this like massive love in my life. Um on the opposite side, I would encourage individuals, don't put a budget on those things that, that light you up, those things that fill you up. And I want to be careful um, about and really, really specific about what lights you up. Yeah. We talk about so often on this show, the difference between dopamine, pleasure, and the difference between serotonin and satisfaction, that fulfilling type feeling, both of which are beautiful. However, when it comes to pleasure and dopamine, in excess can become negative. We yeah. talk about it with sugar mm-hmm. and ice, like, you know, things like ice cream. It's never fulfilling necessary. You, you always want more. That yeah. being said, the occasional dessert after dinner can be really, really fun. Mm-hmm. So when looking at something fulfilling for us, it, it's oftentimes like food uh, that, that is like whole foods um, all organic, natural, um, those things bring us happiness, mm-hmm. but it's less on the pleasure side, less on the dopamine side, and more along the serotonin, fulfilling, satiating side. Yeah. When looking at those two, it may be in your best interest to budget the pleasure, dopamine activities, yeah. areas of your life, and leave off a budget on those ones that are fulfilling because fulfillment in life is really what we're kind of all looking for if you put a monetary cap on those channels or the potential for those channels in your life you might be shortchanging literally the meaning of life yeah so for our for this example a specific um, example would be maybe budgeting how many nights a month or a week you go out to get froyo and maybe you don't budget how much you spend on healthy organic produce that's just our example or you know an example for this for this conversation but whatever it is for the person that's that's a a a good one i think yeah um yeah And, and for us it's it's so much of it's around like natural organic food that can be very expensive Mm -hmm. if we started nickel and diming that yeah we are shortchanging what gives us fulfillment Mm -hmm. however like using the ice cream example if we like the occasional evening out slam froyo, we probably, because of the fact that it could be could turn into an unhealthy pattern, we're gonna kill two birds with one stone. Sorry, birds, I hate that I know, phrase. I know it is bad. <sighs> we could kill two <laughs> birds with one stone uh, by budgeting that area of our life. We can control something like uh, our health and our money at the same point. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, 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 
budgeting framework that I think before you nickel and dime literally every channel in your life, take an observation at those areas that are truly serving fulfillment. Yeah. Um, take a look at those areas. One that you, I, number one would be just like, what do you like? What do you don't like? What lights you up? What doesn't light you up? Start budgeting the ones that mm-hmm. don't light you up, removing the ones that, that you don't need and don't light you up. Yeah. Like there are probably a couple of those sitting around, right? Mm-hmm. Like kick those out altogether. And then just look at those ones like you have to have. Put yeah. a cap put a cap on them. Yeah. And then step into the world of this is the fun shit. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is the fun shit that I am unwilling to put a scarcity mindset around because Could be the- like travel. A lot of people like love travel. Yeah. You you budget your electricity, maybe you do budget your groceries, you know, nickel and dime, but man, we're not, we're going hard on our our travel. Like mm-hmm. we we don't we don't cut back there. Right. Whatever or, it is. Or or it's like maybe it's like traveling to see family. Family is so important to me. Yeah. I'm not going to budget going to see family, yeah. but I might budget for that uh, resort vacation that I don't need to go on every single year. Yeah. But you know what? It's critically important for me to see my siblings, my nieces and nephews, my parents. It's it's absolutely important for me to see them. No budget there. Yeah, I love that. Again, we're turning inward. We're we're taking the magnifying glass inside and, and seeing what lights me up, what doesn't. And it's really like an individualized approach rather than budgeting every single little area of your life, which one is overwhelming and two, for most people, doesn't stick. Right. Oh my gosh. I feel so smart. I feel so wise with money. Thank you so much for sharing all those. Like I love how your brain works and that it is not the norm, the typical, the usual, we are, I mean, it's so on brand that we're not doing that. We're not giving typical money advice. I say we, because I'm here sitting here, but it's you. Um, I, I just love that. And I hope you guys got, um, we're taking notes the whole time. What for you, my love is the medicine for you today on this beautiful Friday. Mm, The medicine for me today is I'm getting my ass into the gym. So gyms are like weirdly finally opening back up. And that means traditional opportunity or opportunity for traditional lifting. And I'm going to put some weight on my back (laughs) with a bar and I'm going to do some squats. I'm going to get that hormonal growth, hormonal anabolic response that I so crave that is really, really hard to get with dumbbells. Yeah. So that is a little bro-y and a little <laughs> gym sharky, but uh, that's, I love it. that's my medicine today. I love it. What about you, my sweet moneymaker? <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your medicine today? For me, my medicine, I already mentioned him, but having a little dozer here is just, he's our, he's, dozer. A, he's a little Jack Russell Terrier and he's friends of ours. They went out, um, they went to a wedding this weekend and left him with us. And it's just fun to have like a little creature around, even though he started barking last night at like 10 PM. It's like a ribbon on the floor. <laughs> it was, it's just, he's just so cute and so chill. And, um, I just love having a little creature around again. It's really fun. And it just like makes my heart swell when he like comes and jumps on my lap and just chills with me in the morning. And, um, I just, it, it's, it's a different type of medicine, but I love it. Mm, so good. All right, you guys, thanks so much for joining us on this money episode. I hope you were taking notes, at least mental notes and take one tip today and tell someone in your life, either a friend or a family member or whatever, whatever struck a chord with you. And then take that into your life and take action. Knowledge is not power. 
knowledge with action, knowledge with um, actual growth is power. It doesn't do you any good to just know something. You have to act on it to really see your life change and grow and expand. And that's what we are all about. Yep. Hit me up with any questions. I'm not, I'm not saying I have all the answers, but at the minimum, I'll uh, give you some love and try to point you in the right direction. At the chasing one is my uh, Instagram handle. Yeah. Slide into his DMs and uh, send him send him your questions and um, I'm sure he can give you some some good tips and pointers uh, go take this information into your life and go spread some light give someone a random smile not in a creepy way but just <laughs> do something to light someone else up today all right we'll see you next time under the red hat okay bye, bye. If you loved this episode and you want more from Chase and I, you gotta check out our Patreon page. This is basically like a VIP room for our listeners. If you go to patreon.com slash the medicine, remember there's no E on the end, and you become one of our patrons, you'll get to experience things like raw, unfiltered podcast episodes that no one else hears, videos from Chase and I under the red hat, and you can even have input on guests, topics, and future products we put out. We are super stoked to connect with you inside and have you as a part of the medicine. Check it out at patreon.com slash the medicine and also linked in the show notes. Cheers and love.